Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Welcome to Marketing B2B Technology, the podcast from Napier. Today I've got Chris Dickey from Visibly as my guest. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Thanks for having me, Mike. So, um, Chris, you used to be uh, in PR and now you're um, actually moving into developing search uh, engine optimization software. So um, that sounds like a big change to me. Yeah, it has it, absolutely no, no question. I can tell you in all honesty, I'd never in my wildest dreams thought I would be a tech entrepreneur, but here I am. Um, I know for the last 17 years, I've been a, um, a PR professional, mostly um, working in agencies. The last 11 years, I've been managing, operating my own agency called Purple Orange Brand Communications. We're located in the Rocky Mountain West in the United States. Um, we recognized several years ago that our that are that the most influential PR hits that we could acquire for our clients were the ones that were showing up at the top of search results. Um, and this was happening by and large, um, just, it was just fortuitous. We, there was no strategy behind it at the time. Um, but you know, it, just, to, just to compare and contrast, we at the same time, we were still winning kind of the big national splashy PR awards and PR mentions and major United States publications. And um, what, we, what we saw was the most productive hits, the hits that our clients would kind of come back to us on and say, hey, what's going on here? Or we saw this massive uptick on our website or tons of sales coming through this, you know, through this one PR hit. It was always the hits that were showing up at the top of search. And the funny thing is, is it wasn't the media outlets that you would typically expect. It was, you know, uh, the, 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 the most kind of, I think, uh, crystallizing moment for me was we went out, we won this huge award from a huge um, national publication for one of our clients and it was kind of the pinnacle award in its category for the entire year and we we kind of checked back with the client after a few months on that particular um, that particular product launch and we said hey you know how's it going tell us how like your your, your sales are coming along and they're like ah, it's 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 pretty mediocre it really hasn't picked up a whole lot and I was kind of like scratching my head and thinking, gosh, like we, we won what was like the, the pinnacle award in the, in the, in the space for this one client and having kind of huge reach ostensibly and what's, what's going on. So I just, I happened to kind of open up my browser and, and I typed in, um, the words best sleeping bag 2017, which was, we were marketing a, a sleeping bag launch it was for an outdoor brand. And, um, Sure enough, the endorsement or the award from this particular publication was showing up on the second page of search. And on the first page of search was a bunch of stuff that we hadn't worked on or, or we hadn't really focused on. And at that moment, I realized, my God, that's what's going on. Like the if the if the the PR hit that we acquire does not live beyond the flicker of the moment that it's published, it has incredibly limited value for our audience or for our clients. And, um, you know, think about the customer journey from the point where, you know, you're, you're looking for a sleeping bag to buy and you don't know where to start. I would say 95% of us are going to start with search, at least from the perspective of, um, just some, 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 some top line research. Um, 
and that's where the customer comes is 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 the search and within the search engine landscape you have a very predictable click through rate um, it starts very very high at the top of the organic results something like 30 percent for the very first organic result and then it drops down to nearly one percent at the bottom of the first page there's only 10 results there and then there's almost no traffic on the second page of search and so um, when you look, when you step back and you look at it, there's 70% of all the clicks for any given keyword are going to land within the first five organic results, which is um, very limited amount of real estate to make a splash or have an impact with the customer. And um, when you, and, you know, I think from a marketer's perspective, you have to think about what what are all the different ways that I can create um, brand visibility within this top very kind of elite um, tier of a, of, a, of a websites and search, and it could be your own website. There's a there's a there's a there's, there's a potential, however small, for you to rank your own website within that top five um, organic results. Um, more likely, however, it might be through a media hit. It might be through a result, you know, um, um, a review that you've set up as a PR practitioner. It might be one of your e-commerce partners that is that has featured you on their landing page as one of the recommended products for this particular, you know, thing that someone's looking for. Um, it might be an advertisement, you know. So there's all these potential touch points, and that's that's what I call search engine visibility. How do you maximize the likelihood? of discovery on the first page of search. So that's really interesting because what you're actually saying is unlike uh, conventional SEO, which aims to improve the ranking of your own website, what you're trying to do is surface other websites where your products could appear and uh, then be at the top of particular Google search results. I think I think it's the whole thing, you know, in all in in, in in aggregate, if you will. But yes, like I think there's a huge under-leveraged opportunity um, leveraging other people's websites, other people's domain authorities. And this is this is publishing, right? Like this is what we do with publishing. This is why we as PR practitioners go out and we work with publishers because they have a bigger voice than us. They have a bigger audience than us. They have a more influential website than us. And we're going to use their platform to tell our story. And that's that's a huge industry right there. It's It's kind of crazy that people haven't taken that jump from the PR industry of leveraging this, this, these third-party platforms and looked at it through the lens of search, which is where customers actually start a lot of their, 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 their product journeys. So, you know, do you go to your favorite, you know, I don't know, magazine website when you want to go buy like a new gadget? No, you probably start on search. And if, and if you're, and if, and if that, if that trusted media source happens to be there or another one that you recognize, you'll, you're more likely to click on it and, and, and see what they have to say about it. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, 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 that very specific customer who's looking for the widget that you have to sell, um, they almost always start their journey on search. Hey, interesting. So you're almost um, ranking, uh, if you like, the publications you're targeting um, by their performance in certain search results. 
We absolutely are, um, and this and, and my agency has been doing this for several years now, and so um, this kind of you know intervisibly, which is this company that like I, this software company that I um, have been working on for the last year and a half. So the idea that we we decided to start essentially building media lists based on Google search results. Um, Google does a fantastic job of elevating the most relevant media or journalism or content to any given subject, right? And and not only are they Elevating the most relevant publications, but also the writers and 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 the and the people who are covering these different beats. I think the, one of the biggest challenges for any PR team is identifying who are the right people to talk to when it comes to um, our, our media outreach. Like who's writing about this subject? And so you know, here here we have a very sophisticated search engine elevating the best content in the world, and there's no way to really mine that data. There's really no way to kind of pull that out except doing it manually. And that's what we were doing as an agency. So we were actually identifying these keywords that we felt were um, very high likelihood of being used by our clients, uh, customers to find their products or brands, non-branded keywords, if you will. So what we're interested in is People, not people who are typing in the name of the branding keyword in, in, in Google search, but people who are typing in um, a product characteristics. So say like, like I said, best sleeping bag, instead of saying Beth North Face sleeping bag or something like that. It's, it's really somebody who is not brand loyal, who's looking for um, recommendation. Um, and that's, that's the ideal customer that we're trying to get in front of here. And that's, that's where who PR is typically trying to reach is that kind of very top of funnel person to create brand awareness. Um, so it really does fit together quite nicely. Um, but anyways, you put, you put this, you get your keywords together and you kind of identify what are the keywords that we need to be using um, or, or we need to be focused on. And once you identify those keywords, you pop them into search and you see what shows up. Um, and then what's, what's really interesting is that um, there's a good likelihood that there's a lot of conversation around your brand and search but you would have no idea that it exists or no idea you know, that it's there unless your own website was showing up on the first page of search or you had an ad on that page. Otherwise, there's no way to kind of footprint your brand presence on the first page of search and identify all the different, like, like I said earlier, what's the likelihood of discovery um, with, within any given keyword search? Um, and so that's really what visibly is trying to automate is that we go through and we look at the content and we don't, we look at every single link on the first page of search and not just the link, but the content on the other side of that link. Uh, and we look for positive brand matches and then we organize it in some kind of unique ways. And so another thing that we recognized as a PR agency, it wasn't, it wasn't valuable just to identify where your brand existed. You really needed to also segment the search results by channel, right? Because there's so much stuff that's irrelevant to the PR practitioner or the whatever. You know, marketing is so um, siloed in these various channels. Like we have PR teams and we have e-commerce teams and we have um, digital advertising teams and we have our SEO teams. And 
and unfortunately, they don't talk to each other as much as they should. You know, they all kind of go <laughs> off and do their own thing in different directions. Um, yet, when you look at search, it's like this big multi-channel sandbox where they're all playing together. They're all kind of competing for the same clicks. Um, and yet, there's not really a unified strategy being put forward here. So that's what we're trying to solve. We're trying to get these teams together. We think there's, you know, there's an opportunity to look and say, oh, we're going to we're going to optimize organically for this keyword. We're going to bid cost per click, you know, for this keyword because we have lower visibility here. There's a lot of e-commerce opportunity for this keyword, so on and so forth um, until you really understand what these various landscapes look like and how to build smart strategies to improve brand visibility within each keyword. Interesting. So visib visibly is actually going out and looking at what's on the pages for each of the um, top 10 or the first page search results. And That's then correct. it's telling yeah. you whether your brand is on the page or not on the page. Um, yeah, and, yeah. Then you... and, and then we segment it. Yeah. yeah, so what we're doing is we're identifying, is it an earned media result or PR or journalism hit? Um, or is it e-commerce? Or is it brand owned? Or is it something else? And the, the nice thing about that is then you can cleanly extract all the PR hits and you can cleanly extract all the e-commerce hits. And you can also see, I, I think the other most really important piece of this is, is that visibly shows you your blind spots, it shows you the areas that maybe you weren't thinking about very critically that you should be. Interesting. So um, you can actually pull out a list of the um, earned media, the publications, and, and identify those where you're not actually um, appearing. So you can you can identify effectively PR opportunities. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can. Yeah. And I, I think the other opportunity, the, the other kind of big third party um, opportunity here is within e-commerce. And so in the United States, like we have these really huge kind of e-commerce giants like Amazon and Best Buy and maybe Home Depot and things like that. And um, within those stores, they're like their own ecosystems so thousands of products. And it's and if you can merchandise well, create visibility within those stores, you can do quite well as a brand. Um, what I think is, is is missing from that equation is that these that these big e-commerce properties do really well in organic search. They're showing up in the in the top three, top five search positions over and over again for these really high volume keywords. And that's part of the reason that they're maintaining their dominance is because they make it really easy for people to click through and buy. Um, and, you know, I think people's uh, search behavior or, or purchase behavior is very similar to how it is in search. It's like they either click through on that landing page that is at home at, at Home Depot or Best Buy or something, and they and they see those recommended products. And if they'll probably make a decision right away which of those products are right for them or not right for them. If they have to dig much deeper, they're going to probably miss. Um, they're, they're not going to they're not going to find it. So there's an opportunity right there for brands to go back to their e-commerce partners and say, well, um, th these are a bunch of keywords that we're not on your landing page for. Uh, how can we change that? These are all merchandising opportunities for these brands as well. Interesting. So it, it can apply to PR, but also to um, even channel strategy as well in terms of getting yeah. visibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And 
I, I mean, you've talked a lot about um, consumer, which is obviously, uh, you know, the area that, that you've been very focused in. But um, is this applicable across a wide range of markets? A lot of our clients, for example, um, aren't, aren't consumer. In fact, in fact, we're very focused on business to business technology. So um, mm-hmm. does this apply equally to B2B or is it a consumer phenomena? I think it can do both for sure. Um, you know, visibly um, is a B2B SaaS solution. So, and, and when we were doing our research in the category, um, very, you know, looking for um, software solutions is, there's tremendous amount of PR around that, you know, and, 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 and blogs and, um, and writers and influencers and things like that. And so again, search dredges up the most relevant shared content for, for any given category. And it gives you a short list of like, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to reach out to? Which are the writers, you know, for the SaaS industry? So especially for, for SEO um, and, and PR, it's like, you know, you, you start doing this keyword research and you're like, oh, best free SEO tools. Boom. Like that keyword right there has a ton of traffic and there's it's all PR hits on the top page <laughs> and it lays out this roadmap for us as us as a company, a young company that just launched to say, oh, here's who we need to talk to to go out and here's how our customers are looking at the space because we know because this volume is there, this this search, this monthly search volume, um, and then we can then we can go out and hopefully try to create, you know, build some visibility for ourselves doing a strategy like that. That's really interesting. So you're applying the tool to actually building the business, which is which is great to hear. We're trying to walk our own walk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I guess I've got to ask. You know, you've you've obviously moved from a, a PR background into um, you know a, a SEO software startup. That that's a big jump. I mean, how hard was it to develop a software as a service product? It was just. I mean, I have to say, it's been really exciting. Um, it's it is it is a bit of a jump for sure, but um, up until now, for the last you know seventeen years of my career, um, I've been very focused on helping other people sell their stuff, and um, this is the first time ever that I'm actually doing it for myself. Um, so I have to say it's 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 just kind of thrilling to be in charge of uh, yeah your marketing for a product that you own. <laughs> <laughs> And in terms of, of pulling the data in, are you um, literally calculating stuff yourself or are you, I mean, presumably you look at the Google search page and then go and look we at the, the pages. Yeah. Um, I also noticed you have some scores um, and uh, values on uh, the results that you get. I mean, how do you calculate those? It's it's an amalgam of a lot of different stuff. Um, it it is there is a waterfall of technology that happens a second you press search on visibly.com, um, and some of it is our proprietary technology, and some of it we're relying on third party vendors for. But um, the majority of it is ours at this point, and uh, we're moving toward a model where it'll be all of ours, hundred percent ours, within the next year or so. Amazing, because. I mean, one of the things it, it actually does is it, it gives you an equivalent um, ad value for the clicks you're supposed to drive, which is something I found very interesting because it's getting um, close to giving a value for PR. 
Yeah, and it's actually, I think the equivalent ad value that we're giving is much more relevant than what the PR industry has used in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, in the past, I've had a real tough time with equivalent ad value because it's never truly equivalent, right? Like it's it's um, the size of the ads versus the size of the PR placements, never the same. Um, ads are something that are, there's no fixed price on it, you know, on an ad in like newspaper or magazine. It's always like kind of willing and dealing that, 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 that price. So the thing about cost per click is that it's a very consistent metric that's played out across um you know, it's like, this is how much you pay for a click on Google, period, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and this, and we can tell you very precisely what the estimated clicks were for your content within any given search. And so we have a, we have a very precise estimate of, this is the equivalent ad value that you just acquired for your customer. Like if they had to pay for this many clicks for this keyword, they would have had to pay this much. Um, and I'll tell you right now, Mike, something that your audience will be excited about and you'll be excited about is that we are rolling out probably next week um, uh, search location uh, specific data. So you'll be able to search. I think I think the I think the the software that you probably checked out just pulled up um, a generic USA search address. Mm -hmm. um, but what we are rolling out is you'll be able to search um, anywhere in the world or any kind of key cities in the world. So not just by country, but by city as well. Uh, not every city, but we ha we do have um, all the big ones. Yep. Oh, amazing! And um, presumably the the visibly technology also works with multiple languages because you're just looking for a, a brand. It does. Yeah, it does work for other multiple languages, although I will caveat it saying that our channel segmentation technology or, or identification technology um, is strongest within the English speaking language. Mm -hmm. So um, we do have some international sites. We, we have a handful of international sites. We, we have about seven and a half million sites total categorized at this point. Um, and we find that that actually you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with a smaller landscape because we're really exclusively interested in the first page of search because that's where all the traffic and all the magic happens. But for sites that don't show up on the first page of search, um, we're less interested in, in, in trying to categorize them. And sometimes there there's, there's so many sites out there. I'll give you a, a quick anecdote that is kind of interesting. We we acquired a list of over of 101 million sites in the United States that were that were registered. It was every single site that was registered, you know, in the United States for the last, you know, since like 2014 or something. And um, we we did all this analysis on the on it, and we we whittled it down, whittled it down, and we found that almost 95 percent of those sites on the 101 million list, even more, I think it was like 98 percent, they were parked. They weren't even real sites. Wow. <laughs> people, people, people had just bought the web domains and were just sitting on them. It's like real estate, you know. People mm -hmm. buy these URLs. Um, so I think you know the the world of the, the world of like active sites are showing up on the on the top of search is actually not as large as we might think it is. Um, the amount of energy that it takes to get a top search position is quite a lot. And I think it, it, it actually stands to reason that, that that universe would be smaller than we might imagine that it would be. And presumably you're categorizing the, um, the sites based upon an algorithm? 
you're not having someone look through a yep. million sites and work out. Well, it's it's a, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I mean, it's machine learning and it's AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, anyone who's ever done any AI in the past, know that you have to start with the data. Um, you have to start with the training data, uh, data set. So what you do is you build this data set and then you give it to the machine and you teach the machine, and the. And then the machine teaches itself how to how to understand these correlations between like what is earned media and what is owned media and so on and so forth. Um, but it has to start somewhere. Uh, you have to, you have to you have to tell it what is earned media and owned media at the beginning. And so we did that by hand at the beginning, and we 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 did some of it with us, some of it with um, people who we hired as temp kind of employees, and then we actually ended up hiring um, a group of people who were dedicated to doing it like 180 hours a week for several months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up going through um, and, and categorizing, I don't know, something in the neighborhood of 60 or 70,000 uh, domains by hand. And then that became our, our data set um, that we then trained a machine to do the rest. So that makes it tough for someone to come in because they've, they've got to create that data set themselves then. Yeah, and the data set is only as accurate as your humans are. And we found that our, you know, at the, in the beginning, our humans weren't that accurate. They, <laughs> they were making some mistakes, and so yeah, you go through and you and you 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 do constant refinement. And so coming up with a really strong um, training data set is actually quite a challenge. Interesting. So. I mean, one of the things I think that that always worries, particularly PR professionals, is that SEO can be very complex and technical. If if somebody was using Visibly, I mean, how difficult is it to start getting value from the tool straight away? Oh, it's it's so easy, and it's so it's kind of fun too. I think because it it shows you right away like what your footprint looks like within any given search result. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially for young brands, like their footprints could be pretty light. Um, but for more established brands to say it was like Unilever or something like that, and they would, they'd be all over the place, but there's no way to track that information. There's no way to see who's having that conversation about their brand online. And so all of a sudden we kind of like show what's going on there. We also show this kind of, um, this structural breakdown of how the SERP is. I think what 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 SEOs will kind of recognize is that um, search results end up being either transactional in nature or informational in nature. And what I mean by that is that people are either you know the the, the search engine has to make a determination when you type in like. A, like a very broad term, like like running shoes, to say, am I gonna? Is this person looking to buy a pair of running shoes? Or are they looking to learn about running shoes? And um, that's something that at least Google does every single time you type in a keyword, and they they have to make this determination: is this is this a transactional um, uh, search intent, or is it informational in, in nature? And the informational stuff is what has a ton of value for the PR industry. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of informational. There's a lot of like um, people asking questions and people getting recommendations, and it's all PR. And so I feel like if we harness our tools and we we start looking at how do we how do we do a better job focusing our PR efforts around search 
it's it's a really straightforward ROI for clients because it's really quite easy reporting. And we actually provide that on Visibly as well, is just how can you do better reporting and show impact and show and show actual customers, qualified customers, not just like audience numbers, but qualified customers. I think that's a big difference. Um, and then that equivalent ad value. It's like, you know, I think any marketing teams could say, oh wow, like we do spend a lot of money on Google every single month and you just acquired this much equivalent ad value for us. That, that makes sense. That, that clicks. So no pun intended, <laughs> but, um, anyways, yeah, it, it, it's, I think the other, the other piece about visibly that is, um, really useful for PR pros is that it provides this really useful roadmap about who to contact. And it's, it's a, it's also a list building tool. So, you know, we allow you to, um, download, um, a spreadsheet with the results and with it within that spreadsheet every single outlet is tagged as, as as earned media or something else and then you can just kind of sort and grab all the earned media hits and then pop that in and that that becomes um your your media list fantastic i i mean it's it's a fairly new tool i mean how long has uh, visibly been uh, live and available for people to use well, we, we rolled it out for the first time in closed beta this past winter, early early 2020. Um, and then it wasn't until this summer that we kind of released an open beta version of it. And so right now what we have is entirely free. There's, there's, there's no place to even put it in a credit card, so don't even worry about that. Uh, we're not going to charge you at all for, for using it. Um, we're looking for feedback. We are rolling out a pro version of the tool, which will be much more robust. And what, what the pro version will allow you to do is set up campaigns with with dozens or hundreds or even thousands of keywords and monitor much larger kind of data sets and how your search visibility is performing in much larger data sets. And then I think the other really powerful thing about the Pro Tool is that it will allow you to extract all the PR hits out of, uh, you know, ostensibly thousands of um, search results. And so you'll get these really huge um, media lists that you can build out of them. So you could look at all the keywords a client um, cares about and understand which publications are on the first page for across all those keywords in one go. Exactly. And, and I think, like I said before, it exposes your blind spots. And I think that as an agency owner, that was really helpful for us to identify, wow, like, we were, we don't, we, you know, we thought we had the relationships with everyone who mattered, but then we looked in search and we did this analysis and we realized there were a whole lot of people who we didn't have relationships with, who we didn't know very well. Um, and so it kind of showed a spotlight on a whole lot of people who we, we needed to do a better job with. Um, and so that was really valuable for us. Um, and then what we would do as well as an agency is we would kind of benchmark our success. We'd say, okay, here's where you are in Q1 of this year. Then after we worked on this keyword for a few months, here's where you are in Q3 or Q2. And um, you could show this progression of like dominance across the page, like pretty much any, 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 any result in the page you would click on would say buy our client's product. Um, and not only does that, are you getting in front of a lot of customers there, but um, you're typically focusing on keywords that are the most competitive keywords out there. And from a client's perspective, they have the least likelihood of ever ranking their website for this keyword. So you're creating visibility um, in places that they can't reach organically, which they really appreciate. 
fascinating so you you can do things that the uh the seo guys can't achieve which which i think all pr pros would love to hear that (laughs) yeah i mean i mean you know pr pros already know this like from, from advertising it's like you know we're able to get earned media hits in big publications that might be more too expensive for our clients to advertise in yet we're building visibility through the publication of their own pages it's the same thing for the internet um we're able to use the 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 uh, the domain authority, if you will, of these large publishers to get the top of search, um, and that top of search position can be a very very powerful powerful place to be. Definitely. So, how's it going with Visibly at the moment? I mean, how many people do you have using the tool? We're brand new. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, share share our numbers right now, but we'd love for more people to come check it out. So we we've only really been um, promoting that we exist since the beginning of July. Um, so just this month, okay. honestly, um, and <laughs> and you know what what we don't even have anything to, to to sell yet. So we're we're still quite early on. I think for us, it was really important that our technology was working right before we told people that we existed. And that, you know, there's, like I said at the beginning of the conversation, there's this huge waterfall of technology that has to happen very, very quickly for once you press that search button. Um, I can tell you right now that the majority of um, solutions, software solutions in this space, none of them do it live. Mm-hmm. We are pulling live search results and we are we are scraping a lot of websites <laughs> for every single time you do that. And um, there's a natural latency that happens with every single website that you're scraping. So, um, you know, it, it just takes a little bit longer. And when I say it takes a little bit longer, it probably takes like eight to 10 seconds to get a result back from from a Visibly, whereas you might be used to getting a result back in like two to three seconds with another platform. The other platform, what they're doing is they're caching their results. And so you're, you're seeing results that they, that they scraped and then they put into a database um, and they might be as it might be as old as a month old, you know. So it's not really very fresh data. Um, and with, with visibly, we're just making sure that you guys are seeing what's 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 happening right now at the moment that you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, when I played with it, that to be honest, I don't think it was even a 10 second delay. It was it was very quick. So well, you, thank you. That's that's <laughs> great to hear. It makes me makes me very very pleased to hear that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so you plan to have a free version available forever? Is that is that the goal? And then have a uh, free yeah, model? Yeah, 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 exactly. So we we I, I have we have no plans of ever making what's currently available um, behind a paywall. Um, mm-hmm. That's ba- pretty much our kind of our trial version, and people can kind of could do, go on there and do some research and kind of see how it works and. Um, see if they like it, um, and then this, and then this pro version will be much more robust, and will be all, allow you to track these things over time automatically, and, and and do much much larger campaigns that way. So the pro version will be able to show you how your visibility for certain search terms improves over time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll, I'll give you a, a better example. So um, for these for these brands, especially consumer brands that operate in different verticals. Um, and you know, say like say say visibly, for instance, even like we're a B two B company. Um, we have multiple potential customers. Like this is a multi-channel 
um, tool. So we have we have e-commerce teams that may want to use this, and we have PR teams that may want to use this, and we have SEO teams that may want to use this, and so on. Um, and each one of them, what what we might want to do is put together, say, like anywhere from 20 to 30 keywords that are all around SEO. And then we'll, and we'll start monitoring that as like a campaign. Then we'll put in 20 to 30 keywords around, you know, PR software. And we'll start monitoring that as a campaign. So once you kind of, you know, start to segment, you know, your users, that's essentially what a campaign is. Um, and then you can kind of see how you're doing across that landscape. And then you can also do all this lynch, um, all this link building or sorry, not link building, but, um, list building, um, link building is important too, but <laughs> <laughs> list list building is kind of what, um, as PR professionals, we do a lot of that. Fascinating. And when do you think the pro version will be launched? Well, our hope is this fall. So right, okay. uh, we're looking at an October timeframe. So pretty soon then. So uh, pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pressure's on. Pressure's been on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pressure's on to make some money. We're, yeah. we're spending a lot of it right now. It sounds like there's been a lot of investment in development and technology that obviously at the moment, um, you know, you're not getting any money back for. So. I guess the question is, you know, people listening to the podcast, um, how do they get to try visibly um, and take advantage yeah, of a free, well, free version? Totally. Yeah. So, so just come check us out. We're at visibly, V-I-S-A-B-L-Y.com. Um, and it's a very simple sign up form and then you're in and we don't, we don't limit the amount of searches you can do. Um, and, uh, feel free to check it out. And like I said, I think st starting as soon as next week, we will actually probably this weekend, we will have, um, you'll be able to search, um, specifically anywhere in the world, um, especially in the UK. So amazing. That'll be great. I mean, I, I've certainly had a play with it and it, it's very, very user friendly, very easy to use. So. Um, I'd recommend everybody tries it. I also noticed you had a, a fabulous um, white paper as well on the website um, talking about search engine optimization um, or search optimization for PR pros. Yeah, so that's that's also free um, and it's at the top of the uh, nav bar and you'll see white paper and we have a, a, a fairly in-depth, it's pretty dense, but a pretty useful um, kind of uh, white paper on the intersection of PR and SEO. Cool, that's brilliant. And if people want to get in contact with you personally, how's the best way to uh, reach you? The best way to reach me is um, visibly SEO at Twitter. Um, I'm at LinkedIn under Chris Dickey, um, or you can go to the Visibly website and just re reach out to the info at visibly.com email address, and that will make it to my inbox. Awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I really appreciate your time, Chris. Having played with Visibly, it is certainly the most straightforward and most uh, relevant to PR. Um, approach to SEO I've ever seen um, and, and a very different take on SEO where we're not just looking at the website but looking at um, where we get coverage so uh, I, I found this fascinating and uh, we'll certainly be using Visibly going forward. Well thanks so much Mike I'm excited um, to hear your hear hear more of your thoughts as you integrate it into your campaigns. Thanks Chris. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast application. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com 
or contact me directly on LinkedIn.